Lock on transporters. Beam us up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, don't beam us up. Captain, beam me up. Hello and welcome to Pot Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea and this is Ashin, who is sick today. Yeah. So appreciate the effort we're making. Today we're discussing Enterprise 2 season. Been... Enterprise 2 discussing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Today we're discussing Enterprise Season 2, Episodes 11 and 12. Yeah. Episode 11 is called Precious Cargo, while Trip is repairing a stasis pod at a retalian cargo ship, and the woman inside wakes up, the ship makes a hasty departure, and Trip must escape. Let's start with that. So, we watched these episodes yesterday. We did. And also watched them first because I was at work and we needed to know if it was a one episode or a two episode podcast episode. And he decided, and I agree, that this was a tour, as we say in the business. And then I got home and I started watching this episode and I said, and I quote, I'm three minutes in. Let me quote exactly. I'm three minutes into the first episode, parentheses, with the intro in there, closing parentheses. And I already remember this episode. Yeah. And what did you send me? I sent you one of my first notes, which I'm going to read as well. Uh, and one of my first notes is, I don't think I need to ask if you remembered this one. And you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I knew. I knew. I knew. I was like, Andrea's going to remember this one. No, I... Honestly, I don't even feel offended, because yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to... I do, just for the sake of the listeners, tell us why you think I would remember this one. Uh, to, to tell you why, I'm going to use an, an audio clip. I'm going to play it for you now. Mr. Tucker! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tucker! <laughs> did you get that that for this yeah i mean obviously we're gonna use it in the episode anyway yeah that was funny but yeah i knew i knew you would remember this episode because trip fucks <laughs> <laughs> well that is not the reason why i remember it oh but please it does help I forgot that he actually got to fuck. Like, actually. Like, actually. I knew, obviously. Actually. Yeah, I knew that they were going to kiss, but I I didn't remember that they were going to fuck. Which, let me say, you have to pay me so much money to fuck in the forest of a planet that I don't know. I'm not getting anything near my vagina that is... On the ground on another planet. Really? What if it was Trip? 
I'm too paranoid with germs and shit like that to <laughs> fuck on the forest. That's fair. But yeah, and he's he's a gentleman. He's all cute, and for once, we get to see an actual relationship with actual chemistry. Interesting, in my opinion. Not not interesting. Do, do you not agree? I, I, I they I, have chemistry. I did not think they had chemistry, and I thought she was a terrible actress. Well, that two things can be true. Yeah. I think they have more chemistry than any other pairing on this show so far. Wrong. They no, they do not have more chemistry than Trip and Paul. That's not a relationship. You said pairing. Did I? Yeah. I said relationship. You said pairing. It doesn't matter. What I mean <laughs> is like a real actual <laughs> thing that happened. <laughs> like obviously it, oh yeah, obviously it never matters Trip when she's and Paul. I'm explaining myself. Obviously, Trip and Topol have the chemistry that I wish I had in my personal life, mm. but they're not together. I mean, like an actual thing that happened, like a tangible thing. Out of all the things that have happened, I think this one is the one with the most chemistry. Doesn't mean I like it. Like, I would not prefer this to Topol and Trip. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I got you. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, it was fun to see. They hate each other, they're fighting, and they're kissing. That's the best kiss. I Yeah, I just didn't buy it. But because you're biased against my baby boy. No, it's not. It's just because it felt really forced to me. It was one of my notes. I was going to ask you about this, because I thought that whole fight was so forced. Because it's like... I think it was very funny how the last thing that they said is like, oh, like, they, they were on good terms, right? Like, oh, we'll we'll get through this. And then the next scene is them arguing. Yeah, it's just her arguing because she couldn't get wood. And there's no reason. I mean, she did get wood in the end. But, hey. uh, but it wasn't It wasn't right. Um, but there's no reason why Trip can't help her get wood. They just needed a conflict that wasn't so bad that they couldn't fight. Yeah, exactly. I just wonder what the point of these things are. Because whether they wanted to ship Trip and Topol here or not, that doesn't matter. I'm sure that they wanted at some point to ship some of the main characters. Because it always happens, right? With every show, two of the main characters get together. Not always, but like, no, it, most of the time. It does tend to pretty much happen always. So, I assume that they, they knew at some point they were actually going to get together. So, why are you making these silly... Oh, they fuck on, an, on a planet and then... They're never going to see each other again. Like, what's the point? Like, if you're committing to these two people are going to see each other, that would be so interesting to see how Enterprise works around someone having an, an alien partner. I think that would be very interesting, even if said alien is a very terrible actress. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see them struggle with long distance, but go around and see each other. Like, that's cool. But they're not going to commit to that. We know that. That is not something that they want to do. So just don't bother. Yeah. Make them flirty. Make them maybe kiss. But why are you making them fuck? And, I, and you know I'm not a purist. Like I'm not a, a stay virgin till marriage kind of person. It just doesn't add anything to the plot. It's just silly. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. And that's why 
That's why it's a tour because nothing else happened in this episode of note. It doesn't progress to any stories. It's a stupid episode. It doesn't progress to any characters. It literally just is an excuse for Pippa. Yeah. And they struggle to find things for the other characters to do. I do like when Topol is pretending to be this evil. I hated what, that executioner. That's so funny. No, it's hate, so funny that they got the Vulcan to pretend. No, I did not like that. I know, maybe because I was watching it, and obviously I knew it was a ruse, but I was thinking, surely this guy can see this is a ruse, because... No, because he's dumb. <sighs> I hated it. Why did they have to give her a costume? Why not just have her be in her uniform? There was no need for that extra... To look more evil. Do you have notes? I only have two more. Like, I do I do have notes. Um, I don't understand how they weren't super sus of the guys from the get-go. Clearly acting sus. Archer again, way too trusting. Even the way they're declining his offer of help is super sus. I enjoyed Hoshi, as always. Uh, I thought we were going to get more Hoshi. Disappointed we didn't. I enjoyed Hoshi calling out Trip on his staring. It's not polite to stare, Commander. That's one of my notes for that whole scene. I do have more notes. Let's see. I just don't know if they're interesting enough now that I see them. <laughs> you did have a question before we started recording about language, and I'm curious. Is it this episode? No, it's the next episode. Okay. Um, It was pretty obvious what they were going to do. It opened with Trip, and as soon as the aliens mentioned that there was a, a female in a space pod, it was pretty obvious. Oh, okay. I know what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs> it's kind of problematic that you can tell what's going to happen just by the setup. Yeah, it is. And then she was beautiful in the thing as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is she's definitely not going to be in spaces <laughs> for much longer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think they had chemistry. It was that trope of the you know, the princess and the pauper. Also, her character was so inconsistent because when she gets out, she starts off attacking Trip and trying to knock him out. But then as soon as she realizes he's good, she's saying things like, Oh, let's just wait and the, the ransom will be paid. I think she literally asks him to put her back in stasis and fix the stasis machine. It she annoyed me. Listen, I'm not defending the episode. At no point did I say, oh, this is my favorite episode. No, no, you're not. And it, <laughs> it makes sense that they fucked. It was a hate fuck. Yeah. It was chemistry, but it was hate chemistry. Yeah. I mean, it was haters to lovers kind of thing. Yeah. It would never have worked long term. No. She's a fucking monarch or whatever. Yeah. And I assume Trip is Republican, not in the... No. American politics way, but like in a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> He's a Democrat! Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> there are no hard right conservatives so in Starfleet. <laughs> it would be very interesting to see a right-wing conservative on Starfleet. I I, I mean, Reed is the closest we have. Reed is probably right. He's right-wing. Yeah. He's right wing for sure. That does that mean that he's a Tory? He's a yeah. fucking Tory. He's a fucking Tory. <laughs> oh my god! I could see Trip 
and I'm not sure if I can see this because it happened and my brain is like, yeah, you can see it because it happened. But like, I can see Trip being like, oh, trans rights. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course a woman can have a penis. Yeah, like I can see that. But I cannot see Reed in the same position. No. <laughs> like, like I would, I would think that if that were to happen, Reed would be like, but biologically, <laughs> your chromosome, your chromosome. Reed gets to Reed gets to do some security work this episode. I was excited for him. I was happy for him. He was summoned. Uh, have you seen anyone with worse aim than him? I did think. How can you be so bad at aiming a phaser? Because it's literally a laser, a beam of light. It literally goes straight. There's no curve on it. It only goes straight. How can you miss? There's no um, backfire. Yeah. I don't think there's a backfire. I don't think so. But I'm not excited to shoot a gun because I don't like guns. And I think they're unnecessary. But at the same time, I'm kind of curious to know how would I do. Because I did. Did, I, did you know this? I used to do archery. No, I did not know this. <laughs> well, I used to do archery a long time ago. So I, 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 want, I wonder how similar they are. I mean, obviously, it's not the same thing. But like it's aim at the end of the day. So I, w- I want to know how I do, but I don't want to shoot. Because it can't be that hard if you are security chief we're not talking about hoshi here <laughs> yeah i'm sure she would have hit yeah i've fired paintball guns and i've fired like um okay what are they called air air pistols with the little bee. bb guns bb guns yeah um but like they're not like children's bb guns they're like proper bb guns and the interesting thing about them and the thing that i'm always fascinated by is that you can actually track the movement of the paintballs or the projectiles. Like, they move really quickly, but you can actually track them in the air and so that you're you're able to be like, okay, that one went that direction, so we need to move up a bit more. Or, like, it's really interesting. I was actually quite good at it. Hmm. Well, maybe I have to start going to paintball. Yeah, the bullets are the projectiles. Now, maybe bullets move faster. But the projectiles on on paintballs probably. I would have maybe <laughs> I mean... they're heavier. <laughs> um, probably a bit more kick in that hammer. They're heavier. They're metal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the 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 paintballs and the BB bullets, BB pod peas. I don't know. Sure. They they don't move as quickly as you think. You can track them and kind of adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Which is fun, especially with paintball, because you can see it hit. You then be like which is great. Yeah. I've never been paintballing. Oh, it's so much fun. So yeah, read the terrible shot. Yes. I feel confident that I would be a better shot than Reed. That's why, that's why I'm saying I want to shoot because I'm pretty sure. Also, all, I could do better. All these gunfights in the Star Trek, they always happen in corridors where there's no cover at all. So it should be even harder to miss. Yeah. So the last thing that I have written down is, as we said, they fuck. <laughs> they fuck. And I wrote, the underwear is so ugly. I'd be sh- so ashamed if anyone saw me in that after having sex. And then also, where the fuck did she get a change of clothes? Because she does in the episode. 
get a change of clothes. Okay, so first point, you're talking about trips, blue underwear. I don't know why Starfleet issues regulation underwear. Do you think, like, does the U.S. Army issue regulation camouflage green underwear <laughs> and vests? <laughs> I just, I'm so confused Use by this. military underwear. Yeah, they give you underwear, and it's brown. Oh, I was going to ask you the tidy whitey. No, no, it's like brown. I think, I guess it can, depending on the place, it can be greener. That's not a very attractive uniform either. Like, I understand giving them underwear. My problem is you've been naked because you have had sex. Like, the image we get is post-sex. Why did you get all of it on? You're already not wearing a t-shirt. Leave the t-shirt off. The t-shirt on itself, it's good. It's blue. It's too blue. But it's like, okay, the underwear itself, it's okay. It's blue. I've seen that. Why are you putting all of it together? It's so ridiculous. You look like a dummy. And you just had sex. You're not a dummy. Yeah, it's a weird choice. And then her change of clothes. So are you talking about her putting on the Enterprise crew uniform at the end? Or does she have a... No, so in the middle, like on the on the forest, when she's rescued, she's wearing a dress. Like a shiny dress. She's always wearing a shiny dress. Right. She's always wearing a shiny dress. Except when she wakes up, she's wearing like a silky dress. Is it like an undergarment dress? I don't know. I don't know why you would put that under a dress. Like an undergarment, like nighty dress. Silky <laughs> thing. Yeah, I don't know. I It just feels weird because her original dress is so low. Like you can see so much. And at that point, did I see any other dress? And then she's wearing the dress, and then she's wearing the original dress again. And then at the end, she changes into a, a yellow uniform. Oh, the yellow one. A pilot gave her, yeah, a pilot gave her a, a yellow uniform. But that makes sense because then she's clean. Yes, at at one point I did think, and this is partly down to the actress and partly down to how the character is written. I did think Trip should just leave her behind. She was so annoying. And if Trip was T'Pol, T'Pol would have left her behind. Yeah, she wants to stay and have her family pay the ransom. Fine, great, off you go, bye-bye, see ya. Like, it doesn't make sense if you want to stay, sure. But it doesn't make sense for her to want Trip to stay because why would they pay ransom for him? Uh, Yeah, but I mean, if she wanted to stay and pay the ransom, he could just be like, okay, that's fine, I'll fix the stasis pod and the guys can let me go. I don't think they would let him go. Um. Anyway, as soon as I wrote that note that I would just leave her behind, I then wrote the note. But she is a better shuttle companion than Reed. So, yes, I think they vastly exaggerated how small that shuttle was. There was definitely more room in it than they led us to believe. For sure, it may have been a one-person shuttle pod, but I think that person is very big. The camera was taking up a lot of space. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you have to consider the camera crew. Um. Also, where 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 would they go to the bathroom? That shuttle pod did not have a separate compartment. They didn't go to the bathroom. They weren't in space long enough. Fair. <laughs> Let's just assume. Along with my other note is that along with the nose ridges, 
Star Trek alien designers do love the old leopard print on the side of the faces, don't they? Yeah. That is something I think I've talked about, how lazy it is. Just make them different colours. Because, I mean, also, they... This is definitely problematic, I feel, because they always put more effort into the antagonist. Men. No, antagonist alien. So, like, <laughs> the, antag- the, the, the kidnappers oh, in this yeah. episode were way more interesting and way more different-looking, non-human-looking, but the humans, you know, our crew get to fuck, are always very humanoid, are always very human-looking. Yeah, I would like at least if in this case, for example, that he's obviously gonna see her naked because they fucked. It would have been interesting to have some comment of like, "Oh, I didn't imagine that you would have insert weird thing that makes you not just a, a human with a leopard tattoo on your neck." Yeah. Thank you for showing me how to use your third leg. I don't know, (laughs) just anything, because I cannot believe. Like I understand, human DNA obviously came from space, or that's what I think. Like, wait, Uh, what? It either came from like the original bacteria with human DNA that then evolved into everything. Oh, you think all life came from space? Yeah. You don't think life was naturally on Earth? I mean, it could have been, but it uh, it would have come from space. I mean, it would have come from space in the same way that Earth came from space. Do you think when a planet formed, it formed with a life cell in it? Well, I mean, the life had to come from somewhere. So let's just say, hypothetically, you're correct. And life came to Earth on, so an asteroid or a meteoroid from space? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So are you talking... Hypothetically, in the universe of Star Trek, life on Earth must have come from space to explain why other races look so much like us. Why we look the same and we have the same organs and we're compatible and we, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to no, believe. I was just, I was clarifying <laughs> because I thought you were talking about, oh, in real life, if human life came from space. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, maybe. We don't know. Anyway, I think that's all for this episode. Let's move on. Let me hang. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have two. A uh, one question. I have one point yeah. to, to to raise. Go ahead. First question. I, I can't remember if we've asked this before. I think it may have been answered in the first season when the Kerry children asked it. Where does Enterprise get their water? They make it. We we had a discussion about the Martian. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to that then. Second question. More of a remark. We both, uh, I presume we both noticed T'Pol's eyebrows when they found Trip on the planet. It was very subtle, but they went up. They went, came down quickly, but they went up. I, <laughs> and I really wish they had called back to... One of the first things a diplomat learns is not to stick his fingers where they don't belong. But in this case, he, he wasn't a, di- a diplomat. No. In this case, he was not a diplomat. He was a fuckboy. He was an engineer fuckboy. Uh, I think that's it. Okay, so we're gonna go on to walk. To walk. Walk the catwalk. We're gonna on to walk the catwalk. We're gonna walk the catwalk. <laughs> walk the catwalk. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about the catwalk. Episode 12. A mysterious wave is headed towards Enterprise. An alien 
shuttle warns the crew that the radiation will kill them and seeks shelter aboard the ship. Um, I don't have that much written down. I remember this episode, as I said, I told you before. I really don't care for it. This is just another meh episode, isn't it? Yeah. I was excited again because they teased me with a bottle episode. Um, I really just want a bottle episode. Um, this wasn't a bottle episode. And the reason I like bottle episodes is because bottle episodes are usually like character driven. There's not necessarily a plot. So I would have happily just watched an episode of these guys living in the catwalk for eight days and just seeing them bond and play poker. Maybe with less read, but it would have been that would have been fine with me. But they had to introduce a plot of the alien flying and then other aliens being on board, which I did enjoy because I wasn't expecting when Trip went out in the suit to to fix the thing and then realized there was others on board. That was a surprise to me. I did not expect that to happen and I was intrigued. But yeah, I would have been happy. Yeah, this episode is just, I think it could have been, as you said, so much more and it just isn't. Yeah, it could have been so much more and so much less. Less is more, as they say. Yeah. Less is more, as they say. Although, I don't know, because some of the examples of the crew bonding were not very good and pretty cringe. Like Archer helping the crewman with a crossword. Oh, that was so bad. I hated Ugh, that. Or bantering, I'm using air quotes, with Hoshi. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think they could have made it better. Just don't don't bring the don't bring the captain into the crew fraternizing. For example, seeing Tipple playing cards with them would have been interesting. You have segued perfectly into my language question. Oh, okay. I was watching it and I was like, wait a minute. So <laughs> does fraternizing come from, or is it related to fraternity, and therefore is it a sexist term? Um, brother, yeah. Not sexist, but it's a gendered term. Yeah. So fraternize comes from Latin and then evolved into French and then the English took it from the French. So fraternize means associate or form friendship with someone, especially when one is not supposed to. That's why you say fraternizing with the enemy and things like that. But fraternus is from Latin fraternus. Is brotherly, so that's so not related. No, frat frat houses are usually yeah brothers. Men. Yeah, but fraternizing isn't related to fraternal. Yeah, it is. So it comes from the same Latin root. That's weird. So it means it comes from the same origin, but then it, it evolves differently. So that's why sorority houses are sorority because sorority comes from sister. Yeah, and we don't say oh she's prioritizing with the enemy. No. I don't think that exists. No, I don't think it does. So it, it's just struck me as odd. Because usually you take the male version to generalize and make it genderless in Latin languages. Okay. But it's not It's not a... Yeah, it's not a, a sexist thing. It's just the word. That was a thing, though. I mean, the reason you obviously brought up the word there, but it's brought up in the episode when Archer suggests to Paul that she fraternized with the crew. And this annoyed me about the episode because I feel like this episode actually knocks her character development back 
a little because over the last season and a bit, we've seen Paul become more friendly with obviously the main crew that we're familiar with. And I kind of perhaps incorrectly assumed that that was going on in the background with the rest of the crew as well. Where this obviously suggests, no, she's just friendly with Captain Trip Reed. But then at the end, they have this weird moment where Trip calls her sub-commander. When they're talking about, you should come to more movies. Um, we talked about this recently in the last episode. Trip and Paul had that really heart-to-heart conversation about personal matters. And I know I've definitely heard Trip call her to Paul before. Yeah, I think it may be a matter of time and place. Like, I don't think he will be calling her to Paul every time. Listen, I was, I'm was i very excited about that because Trip technically asks her out. I mean, yeah. Technically. Yeah. I'm so ready for them to be together. Oh my God. Yeah, me too. That's what I wa- that's what I like about this show. I don't care about this episode. I just want them together. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm excited. I'm excited. I just I don't know how it's gonna play out. So yeah, no, I enjoy I enjoyed I enjoyed kind of the little moment, like the bit where they're playing poker. Obviously I didn't enjoy Reed being a whiny little shit. But but uh, to the surprise of no one, he's a whiny little Where shit. Where was his desire to sacrifice himself in this episode? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Okay, but Porthos looks so good. He's all cute and adorable, and he's such a good dog, and I would not like to be there eight days with a dog shitting everywhere and pissing everywhere. We did have someone, though, ask the question of where where do they shit? It was good to get someone actually thinking logically. Not call for one. Yes. Thank you, Mayweather. Yeah. We got a call back to Reed liking pineapple. He's got a stack of pineapple yeah. desserts to gamble away. Little moments like that I enjoyed, but... There was a fun... <laughs> Let's see if you remember. But when when they're already in the catwalk and they're like, would you like to try the captain's chair? And they pan out and it's a barrel with a net on <laughs> Oh my god, I don't think I saw that. I must be taking notes at the time. The comedic timing. Oh no, that's hilarious. And then, okay, so how did you feel about the alien plot? What plot? I I don't think they'll come back. No. I wish they don't. I did notice there was a lot of vocal cry in the episode. There's a lot. T'Pol does it a lot. T'Pol does sometimes do it, yeah. When she wants to come across as super logical, but it, I, I, it's not as noticeable, and it actually it's effective. It's a lot sexier on her. That's your opinion. That's my bias. Your straight white man bias. Yep. I feel like again we did. I, I liked to Paul's contempt for Archer's camping analogy. I did not like. To Paul and Archer bonding, though. There was no bonding. She's tired of him. She's like, leave me alone. I think they were trying to do bonding. Yeah, the the writers wanted them to, to bond, but they were yeah, like, uh-uh. The actress is happening. having none of it at this stage. <laughs> She's like, give me give me someone my age. So do, do, do they not have earphones in the 22nd century or whatever it is? Listen, if those go extinct, I'm rioting 
Archer Archer's watching his water polo on on full loud. Yeah, and I suppose everybody would be like I suppose everybody would love to have those just to sleep and not hear everybody else. Yeah. My two questions from that scene were do they not have earphones and do they not have a function to turn off the beeps on the the temp pads or whatever they're using, the iPad tablet scanner things? Just put it in silent. Paul is like those people who still have the the keyboard sounds on on their phone. I have it when my phone is not on silent, I have it on because I do like it. But my phone is almost 100% of the time on Unless I'm expecting a call, it's on silent. You're the worst. Um, if you were told that you only had 20, 22 minutes to get into a highly radiated area and do something and get back, do you think you might run <laughs> and not walk? No, simply because of the fact that if I run, I'll be breathless and that's going to hinder me in the long run. If I was fit enough to run and not get tired like Strippies, yeah, I was gonna then say, yeah. fit enough like a, a Starfleet <laughs> crew member would be trained to be fit. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Like me personally, I wouldn't run because of that, but I would expect someone that is fit and exercises regularly to run. Yeah. We saw the chef. We did. Out of the kitchen. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> You know, in the old cartoons like Tom and Jerry, you just see the lower half of their body, <laughs> of the human body. We saw the chef leg in his all white. He exceeds. My only other note, really, yeah, is that we got a the call is coming from inside the house moment, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's coming from the ship. But yeah, aside from that, it was a fine, fine episode. Do you have anything else to say? It was just meh. So the question was to Paul right in these two episodes. I think she was right. I don't recall to Paul having an opinion in these two episodes. Well, in the first one, I can just assume that her opinion is why did you fuck the <laughs> alien again? Well, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> okay. she would be right for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she doesn't voice her opinion, but we both know she has. Her it. eyebrows were right. Yeah, her eyebrows were right. And in the second one, I would assume she's just tired of the captain, which, yeah, she's right. Yeah. Okay, so, spin off character. Would you want to see a show about the monarch? <laughs> no. Be honest. Yeah. Oh my god, let's make a show about how hard it is to be a privileged monarch with so much like power and oh my god. <laughs> so much stress, guys. I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Uh horniest moment. Horniest moment. I mean <laughs> we <laughs> I like obviously I would say Why why was there was there a horny moment in the episode where Trip fucked? Honestly, I think I think Hoshi telling him no to stop staring is hornier than the actual sex part. I mean, yeah. Can I just say that as much as I enjoyed Hoshi calling out Trip on staring, 
just my like my heart melted with the little the way she was like laughing as she said let me know if you have any problems with that translation uh, so it's like oh, oh she's <laughs> so cute <laughs> she is she is yeah. so fucking cute a line on a t-shirt i have i mean i think I, it's not polite to stare i think it would be a great line on a t-shirt yeah i would want that yeah then from the the second episode I, I think also to Paul's line of I'm not skilled at fraternizing. I think that would be good t shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you have any I think the it's not polite to stare, Commander, would be good. I didn't catch any on the second episode, but I agree with you. So I'll steal that. Okay. Um and will this be a contender for best or worst episode? I don't think either. I think they're meh. I think they are worst. I think they are definitely better. I think they're just there. Yeah, they're just there. That's a fair fair assessment of them. They're there. And is this an episode, or are these episodes, that you would recommend a new person getting into Star Trek to watch? Maybe the second one. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the second one, because it gives you some crew interaction. It sets the bar relatively low. <laughs> like, it's not... Because I'm, I'm always yes. like, I, I don't want to recommend you the best episode because it's going to go down from there. They're not all going to be as good as that. Whereas... Yeah. I think this... This gives you, like, an idea of how silly they can get. Yeah. This is a bang average episode of Star Trek. And pretty much gives you all the crew. Every crew member gets their kind of moment. So yeah, I actually think I actually think the catwalk would be a good episode to recommend for somebody who hasn't watched Enterprise before. We just said it's a meh episode, and here we are recommending it. Well, yeah, because I think meh episodes are the best ones to start. If you like a meh episode, you're gonna like the series. That is true. I don't think there's anything to dislike about this episode, except for Reed, and that's pretty standard. So, but that's a, <laughs> that's a series. Yeah, that's a series thing. That's not an episode. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you can watch this episode and dislike read, but also think I I could stand to watch more of this series in spite of him, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I agree. So, do you have anything else to add? Not particularly. Um, I no. I hope I hope that the next time Kurt Fox hits to Paul. She's yawning, but she's also laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That was a struggle for me. (laughs) Uh, Yes, please. I want to see that. He's warmed up now. He's ready for ready for the main event. (laughs) He's not got the. The sexual tension that Flox talks about. Yeah, exactly. Like, he already let it out, so they can just be romantic and fuck, and make love. Make love. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm excited for this to, for this to, 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 to start happening. I, don't, I, 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 rem- because now I remember how it starts, I'm curious to know how you will react to it. Yeah, I just, I, like, I can't... I have no idea how it's going to start because at the moment they had the groundwork and they've just removed it. They've deleted it completely. 
<laughs> so I don't know if they're going to just skip all that. Are they going to start laying the groundwork again slowly over episodes? Are they going to redo this episode, but with Trip and Paul and just have them trapped in a place where their chemistry has nowhere else to go or no other resolution? But inside? <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Is it just going to explode? Well, we'll have to wait and see. I'm figuring this is not Trip and Paul related. I'm assuming that next episode or so we are actually going to get some reference to the Temporal Time War and the Suleban because we haven't heard from them in a long time. Uh, let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. Okay, so thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed and we'll be back next week with the next episode. You can follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky, TikTok and Instagram at potmeupscotty and email us at potmeupscotty at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Scotty, come in. Ready to beam up. Beam us up home.